101. Welcome to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home. So delighted to be with you as we begin another busy work week here. Your home for common sense conservatism, the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. If you're just stumbling upon us, we've got a couple new stations we're adding in Kentucky. we got stations all over the place. we got folks joining on the app, Wendy Bell Radio Network, who are chirping in on the live stream. want to welcome all of you who've downloaded the Wendy Bell Radio podcast. Uh, just it's it's just basic. This is not complicated. And I think so many of the things we're going to provide for you today are that same basic common sense view that where they want America to be and what we want are two very, very different viewpoints. And anybody who stands up and loudly and proudly espouses the values of traditional love of America, rules, regulations, class, Honesty, integrity, morality, humility. We're a danger in some capacity. I think it's fantastic. More people are finding us, and we're delighted to be with you. So thank you and welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Well, if you missed Donald Trump's sit-down interview with the new meet-the-press face Kristen Welker of NBC over the weekend, we've got it for you. We've broken it up. They took an hour and 18 minutes, whittled it down to about 30 minutes, and we noticed they cut out some of the juiciest, most important elements of that conversation. And so, because we care about you, (laughs) Brock has been busy this morning editing. I've been tuning into it. We're going to present that to you in hour number two. To begin here, it's so weird that I would say this, because Friday, I had shared with you a story about the man who started and is the uh, CEO and the president of Chobani Yogurt, right? And I'd said I'd, the last 60 minutes I'd watched and, and actually cared about was in 2016, When the CEO decided to offer money in to all of his employees, skin in the game, we're going to give you a stake of our company. And depending on how long you've been here, that is the percentage. That is the dollar amount. You don't just work as an employee. You work as an owner. And as such, I want to reward you. And this whole idea of feeling as though you are on a team and that, And that you are an important part of that team. 
And that as a unit, you sink or swim together. And so it is incumbent upon everybody to come every day with their greatest ideas. And it's amazing when you do have skin in the game, how willing you are to work beyond the parameters of the job. It's not about looking at the clock. It's about creating and pushing and and moving that unit forward. It's not dissimilar to, to sports. And so how weird that I would look at my second 60 Minutes interview in, in eight years or seven years or whatever it is, happened to be last night. Watching Dion Sanders sitting down with whomever the guy is on 60 Minutes who is talking to him and, and discussing being a, you know, an NFL star, a Hall of Famer, right? Going to coach at the University of Colorado, which I went to back in 1988 to 1992. And I happened to be at CU when they won the national championship. And it was a season that had ups and downs and fifth downs. And, you know, was that actually a clip? And what was this? And what was that? Whatever. It was a roller coaster. I, I've, never, I've never been on since of dramatic highs that are so exhilarating. And Deion Sanders has brought that back to the University of Colorado. You know, his, his message is about athletics, yes. But it's so much more than that. And I couldn't help but when I listened to him in this 12 or 13 minute interview, listening to this love of exceptionalism, this, this love of achievement, of taking the best people that you can and making them extraordinary. And one of the controversial things I think Deion Sanders did when he went to the University of Colorado is he met with the team and he's like, look, I encourage all of you to, to get into the transfer portal because this is probably not going to be your program. We expect the most elite athletes. We expect nothing short of 100% dedication. We are not about mediocrity. This isn't about rolling in when you think. It's not about just being on time. It's about being extra. It's about being early. It's about pushing the limits. It's about being a man. It is about respecting authority. It is about class. It is about all of this. And yes, the score on the board matters at the end, but this is a journey. We have a desired destination. But this journey is something so big. And only the select few, only the best of the best are going to qualify. And the reporter who was sitting down with 60, on 60 Minutes with Deion Sanders saying, well, you know, that's a little, it's a little controversial to say that to people. Deion Sanders was like, no, it's not. Because if my words... If me saying to you, there's a good chance you're not going to be good enough to be a part of this program. You ought to put yourself into that transfer portal and get that process started. If me scaring them away just with words, is that, if that's what it is, then they're not going to win on this team. Then they need to go. Exactly. There's so many similarities in what Deion Sanders says and does with, and you're going to think this is weird. With the way Donald Trump lives his life, with the way he sees his job, with the way he sees his team, with what his expectations are and what this journey is and the destination. And the destination is nothing short of American exceptionalism. Erasing all the nonsense that's happened in the last two and a half years, yes, 
But it is about 100% unequivocal, undeniable, non-negotiable victory. Now, if you are comfortable walking into war with a general that's sort of waffling, well, I'm thinking that this game plan, it should work out. And I'm hoping that all of these contingencies are going to go. You need somebody who's like, let's go. I'm on the horse first. I'll be the first target. Let's roll. Let's win. Deion Sanders in a snippet has said something that I want to play for you now because it is more than sports. Because sports is the analogy of life. We don't play alone. There's cooperation. There's communication. There's planning. But if you're not on the same page, if you're not marching towards the same goal, how are you going to get there? See, that's where we are. We're on divergent paths here in America. We have people who believe in making America great, who've been demonized as being extreme. We know who we are and what we are, and those words do not impact us. We say to the people who say that, there's a transfer portal. Hop on. It's okay if you leave. And there are those on the left who are into complete and utter destruction of the greatest place the world has ever known. And those of us on the right, look at those of us on the left and say, game on, I'm ready to go. I will outwork you. I will outstamina you. I will outtruth you. I will outfight you and I will win, period. That is Deion Sanders. That is the leader that you need in Donald Trump. These are very select individuals. And people don't like them because they seem ego egotistical no they are confident they are confident they're where they are because they've been other places before where they have been victorious and they build on that victory and they move ahead to the next challenge and there is no challenge that is too great there is no obstacle that is insurmountable and this is Deion sanders message to his players to the players parents it's the same message that we could all learn from as Americans. Go. I never think about failure. I'm not a failure. I've won everywhere I've gone, all the way back from a shorty. I'm a darn winner, man. That's what I do. Not only a winner, um, my winning is not based on games. My winning is based on life. I want these kids to graduate, to be fine young men, to open doors, and yes, ma'am, and no ma'am, and yes, sirs, no sirs, to be fathers not baby daddies, to be real men that shows up on time and early, that if they say they're going to do it, they do it. I want them to raise young women with grace and class and dignity. I want them to graduate. I want them to own things. We teach so much other than just football here. It's unbelievable. That's why I always say, if you send me a boy, I'm going to send you back a man. And I mean that 100%. Is that not the winning strategy we want for all of our children in life? Is that not the winning strategy for every single avenue, every single challenge and obstacle you're in in your life? Period. I want you to show up early. I want you to give me more than you think you have because you do. I want you to be responsible. I want you to be mature. I want you to have skin in the game. I want you to own it. A hundred percent. Not run away. Not be scared. Not make empty promises. Not lie. Not deceive. That is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. So how interesting that the two interviews I heard this weekend, Donald Trump and Deion Sanders, different avenues, 
different objectives perhaps same end game and it is victory you're listening to the wendy bell radio program more right after this You know, listening to Donald Trump sit down with Kristen Welker from NBC and do this interview for an hour plus, he is lucid, he is calm, he is controlled, he is, he has a plan. You know, you compare that to Joe Biden or any of this nonsense in which we're going, we're all struggling right now. And it's, it's so refreshing to hear somebody who commands the respect. Look, this wouldn't have happened in, in Russia and Ukraine. This wouldn't have happened. Look, I've got good relationships with China. I've got good relationships. Look, they understand what's going He is the ultimate coach, right? Like Deion Sanders. It is just really exciting to listen to when you watch Joe Biden, who they're just, they're setting out to pasture and they're allowing him to roam and to be exposed and to be feeble and forgetful and to make up stuff and to yell indiscriminately and to show the world what weakness and mental decay look like. And, and that, is, that is difficult to watch. But that's not the path. That's not where we're going. You know, we have to have confidence that that all of this nonsense we're going through is purposeful. You go through losing seasons for a reason. Because there is a better way. There is a better strategy. There's a better game plan. Better leaders, better thought provokers, right? And that's where we are. It was interesting listening to the guy from 60 Minutes do the interview because he was saying he abandoned, he said to to Deion Sanders, who left Jackson State after three seasons, you abandoned the mission there. And that really ticked off Deion Sanders. He says, no, I didn't. I got called to another mission. The door opened. The opportunity was there. It is my responsibility as a doer, as a believer, as a success, as a leader to go to the next challenge. Not to sit here and to count my money, but to move along, to impact people along the way. And then the reporter also was saying something, you know, to the effect of, well, you know, it wasn't no, it wasn't so nice of you to tell all of the players at CU when you got there that they should probably transfer out. And Deion Sanders quickly pushed back. It is the narrative of the left, of the namby-pamby, feeling emotional, woke left. Ooh, you might hurt people's feelings, my man. This is called football. If you can't be a player, a winner, a, a man in football, you best get out. Go swim with the girls at University of Pennsylvania because that'll be more your speed. It was, it was brilliant. Not to be outdone over the weekend was the headline out of Texas. Ken Paxton, the attorney general there, Acquitted. Acquitted on all 16 articles of impeachment. Why? Because enough is enough. 
Don't try to tell us you're not going after people because of politics, because that's what it is. If you have proof, show us the proof. See, that's on the left. We believe that he accepted bribes or he was involved in some bribery scheme. He abused his office, et cetera, et cetera. Could not prove it. Brought no proof. They brought feelings. That, that was their evidence, feelings. Meantime, in the Donald Trump interview with MSNBC or NBC that you're going to hear shortly, Donald Trump says, I've got the proof. We've got the proof. All of the proof of election fraud. All of the things that went wrong. This and this and this and this and this. And not a judge will allow us to present that proof. There's a difference. Because we have it. And you won't let us present it. And you don't have it. And you're dragging us through the courts. Ken Paxton says, in a scathing letter to the Biden administration... You are on notice. We're coming for you. We're coming for what you've done to our great state of Texas. Do you guys see the video of them now boating the migrants in? Boat after boat after boat. It's not people struggling to cross the Rio Grande. It's a coordinated cruise ship industry. We're these travel advisors who are really smugglers, traffickers, and scumbags of all nature. Bringing in scores of people on every single boat. It is an open door. Endless, endless door. This is what we're up against, ladies and gentlemen. An invasion the likes of which I'm fairly certain most people had no knowledge And what you're going to hear in six minutes is everyday average Americans like you, like me, like all of us saying enough is enough. Jerry Nadler and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez holding some meet and greet discussion about what's going on in New York. They had no idea what they were walking into. None. These politicians have been insulated by their lousy decisions for far too long. And when rank and file voters, taxpayers like us, when we show up and we shout them down, ladies and gentlemen, it is something to behold. People turning the phones around, walking down the street and blasting the people they no doubt voted for. It is game on. And game over all at once. You've got it all on deck. Next, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. Before before we play some of the audio, the blistering audio of a crowd that had gathered around AOC and Jerry Nadler as they were trying to talk about needing more money to manage the migrants, et cetera, et cetera. They're talking about adding a new tax on in New York to accommodate the 10,000 migrants who are coming there every, is it week, month? I don't even know. It's a crush of humanity. Um, yeah, people are rising up. But before we get there, I want to read this to you because what happened to Ken Paxton is the same thing that's going on with Donald Trump, right? It's the same thing in many regards um, that so many January 6th defendants uh, went through with just being treated so ridiculously un-Americanly, if you will, anti-democratically, anti-fairly. 
And I have to read this to you. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton released a scathing letter directed towards the White House after he was acquitted of state impeachment charges Saturday. Paxton, the Republican, was accused of corruption, bribery, and unfitness for office by a bipartisan group of Texas state senators. Hey, unless you know who people are, this is how you get people's true colors. This is how you figure out who people are. This is necessary and gross. All 12 Democrats in the jury voted for his impeachment. How can you do that? How can you do that when you know you need something called proof and there was no proof? I'm about fairness. Let's be fair. No matter which side of the aisle you're on, if we are not treated in fair and consistent ways, then we don't have a country. All of this is indicative of that. See, that's why Donald Trump refuses to let 2020 go. It's not about changing the results. It's about making sure it doesn't happen again. There's a difference. If we do not have faith that it is safe and secure, that it can be trusted, do you really have a country? You don't. That's what we're fighting for. And constantly you're going to hear these reporters on the left either be too stupid to understand what's going on or to be so in the pockets of the people on the left that they purposefully choose questions that meander down a path that is incorrect. And it's getting exhausting trying to set the record straight to the point where we feel like Deion Sanders. A lot of you guys got to enter the transfer portal. You know, we're done. Move along. We're on a mission, and if you're not down with the mission, you can go play for another team called Cuba or Venezuela or North Korea or China or wherever it is. But it's not here. All 12 Democrats in the jury voted for his impeachment, along with two Republicans, Senate Senators Robert Nichols and Kelly Hancock, duly noted. We now know who to get rid of. The attorney general is accused of misusing his political power, blah, blah, blah. Also accused of dereliction of duty, retaliating against former employees. What do you think the entirety of Joe Biden's presidency and his administration has been? All of these things. It's my 180 degree rule. Whenever a Democrat points a finger, all you need to do is point it right back at them and they project to you exactly what's going on. They tell you what they're doing. I hope Ken Paxton's got a plan. I really do. I'm 100% on board with that. Period. All right, let's get to this whole issue with New York City over the weekend. This is, <laughs> this is astonishing. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Jerry Nadler just get brutally shouted down during a, a press conference they have in New York City on the whole migrant crisis. And the overwhelming 
chorus of voices in the audience. These are not Democrats who are like, yay, we support you. These are New York City residents who've shelved politics and are looking at the economics, the dollars and cents, and the survivability of insanity brought on by the Biden administration. Close the freaking border is what they're screaming. I want you to hear Jerry Nadler, right? He's such a zero. Please move along, move along. Take Mitch McConnell with you, right? We'll do one for one. I'm sure we can clean up the clean up the House and the Senate in no time. Maybe they could have a transfer portal. You know what? It's an excellent. Let's point. transfer portal them out. That's you're done. Move along. Time to retire. Okay. He's being asked by a woman. As protesters are shouting, I want you to get the flavor of what was going on. She's trying to ask him about, what are we doing with the quality of our schools? You have all these thousands of people, young students who don't speak English, who've come from 140 different countries, who you and your party have welcomed with open arms, who you're charging us to manage. What are we going to do with the schools? He doesn't hear her, first of all, because it's so loud and he's deaf. But he doesn't get it because he doesn't care. Go. Do you want to say something about what's happening here in New York City? Sorry. Do you want to understand what's happening here in New York City? The well, schools are New York, New York is uh, welcoming uh, countless migrants who set up this uh, center here at the at the Griswold uh, uh, Hotel to process these migrants to make sure they're fully vaccinated, to make sure to, to connect them with relatives and send them on their way if they know where they want to go, uh, to give them employment counseling. And, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, people are done. They are totally unhinged and for good reason. This is unsurvivable. And you guys don't get it. They do get it, which is even more maddening, right? So the camera pans off of Jerry Nadler. He's got no idea what the hell's going on, right? You've got protesters, regular people, not Antifa. Not BLM, not paid for Gen Z activist lackeys funded by George Soros. These are people who work for a living, who have children, whose money is evaporating, whose streets are becoming unsafe, and whose schools are being overrun by people who don't freaking speak English. Other than that, it's going swimmingly. That was absolutely crazy, but wait... This gentleman who the camera pans off of and he's screaming, how dare you? A reporter is live. I I don't know if it's Fox or whatever it is, but there's there's this gentleman who's so vocal and he's almost about to lose his mind. He says something so chillingly accurate. Listen to this. Five percent is already cut. Right. We can't afford to pay three, four hundred thousand people everything for free. Right. I just, I have kids. I have to spend hundreds of dollars to get their school supplies. They're coming here not vaccinated. We just had a COVID crisis. They shut our businesses down. Yes. They fired teachers, fire department. 
for not getting vaccinated. Who do you think needs to do more? We hear from the mayor of New York who says he's doing everything he can every day as migrants continue to, you know, what do you think about what the mayor is doing and what should the president and the White House be doing? This is up to us. This is up to each and every one of us to stand up. Nobody's coming here for us. Right. We're here for ourselves. If we don't get up and fight for our city, nobody's coming for us. They're coming to destroy it. The reason why they're here is to steal our votes. Right. They're not, we're not going to be able to live there stealing our votes, our kids' future, my birthright. Our United States is great city that I refuse to leave. Do you understand? Nobody's coming for us. These elected officials aren't even elected. They're using absentee ballots. They're being selected. They're operating without what did you think that AOC... Oh, my goodness. This is up to us. He sounds like he's on the brink of tears. The reporter just standing there like she's clueless. Are you not paying attention, young lady? Are you, are you so in your newsroom bubble that you're not aware? That you, that you don't see? Because you're part of the problem. This is up to us. Nobody's coming to save us. Because they realize this is the plan. The destruction of the United States. I want you to hear this gentleman now. He clearly was at this same press conference losing his mind. Brock, I have no idea how long it took you to bleep out what you bleeped out. But it was a hell of a lot of bleeps because this guy, he's walking around the block and he's holding his phone and he doesn't care who hears him. He's done. He's done with all of it. Wow. Listen to number one. It's everybody's fault. Everybody's been too complacent. We entrusted these scumbags to run the government to do the right thing. Instead, they rather have want and disregard for all normal civility. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the laws that they themselves enact. Instead, they'll stand there and mock you to your face. You can stand there and protest and complain. And they continue on with their same level of rhetoric and their bullshit. It's absolutely shocking. If this piece of and AOC and the rest of them aren't run the f*** out of the city today. Well, there's something wrong with everybody in America. Why does it have to take the destruction of our city in order for people to be pissed off and talk like normal people and accept the reality that letting in millions of animals from around the world is not the f- job of the government? You're supposed to protect the f- border. You have a damn job to do. And none of you are capable of doing it. Wow. These aren't just conservatives, ladies and gentlemen. These are people who are on the team of America. That man looks like he could explode. You're not alone. They know they cannot win. The question is, how much can they destroy in the next year and two months? How much can they ruin? How bankrupt can they make you? How scrambled can they make your children? How deluded 
will the identity of America become? And how many more millions will break the law and make you and the people you love unsafe? And he was just getting started. Blistering takedown, as people say, enough. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I don't know what the boiling point is, but we got really close to that temperature in New York City over the weekend. Bad optics all along, all around bad optics. AOC and Jerry Nadler coming out to have a press conference or to to speak to the people, to try to placate the people about immigration. Well, we're going to try to get them into schools. Well, we're going to make sure they're vaccinated. No, you're not. You have no freaking idea who anybody is. Because the government is ineffective and it sucks. Always has. Period. That's why I hope Donald Trump does exactly what Elon Musk did. Carve 75% off right off the bat. Buy the place, move in, fire three quarters of everybody who's there. You know what? We'll start over. Everybody at the FBI, everybody at the CIA, you're fired. You whistleblowers, by the way, you're now in charge. Oh, yeah. This gentleman walking around the block losing his ever-loving mind because it's gotten to the point where he can't hold back. You are ruining this city. You are trampling our rights, and I'm done. Audio soundbite two. You think that our city, our state, our country is your own personal playground. You're all derelict in duty. You should all be arrested and set to Guantanamo Bay. The Democrats are the biggest scumbags that ever existed. You're all traitorous quizlings to listen to this stand there with such impunity. It's a joke. The arrogance these people have. They're telling all of you, we own your life. It's time to take this down and all of the rest of them in New York City and every state that allows these animals into our country. Siphoning our money, up our political system. This is a joke. This is an invasion. Your nonsense with the Sileys. It's outrageous. Every one of these mother government officials need to be absolutely destroyed. And Americans need to take the damn country back. I should really wait till after I exercise or before. I don't know. This fat this incompetent we've let these people get away with too much it's time to put the fear of god into them wow i didn't mind how long it took to edit that wow he said it unbelievable i wish we were able to play all of it for you because you know what there comes to be there comes a time where polite conversation doesn't cut it anymore And that time was a long time ago. People are done. Done! And it's not going to stop. What is it going to take? All-out revolution? Because I hope the Democrat Party is paying attention. These people aren't conservative who are talking. They're walking away. Walking away from you. And walking towards a certain victory. 
It's called making America great again. And how dare you? How dare you try to sully it in some nonsense moniker of terrorism? How dare you? American hating hacks who've lied, who've sold out their oaths for their own political and personal enrichment. How dare you? We're coming for you. Now on the heels of that ire, of that fire, where grown men have their hands shake, there's a juxtaposition on the other side. Is Donald Trump very calm? Sits down with Kristen Welker as her first sit-down interview as the new host of Meet the Press after Chuck Todd walked away. That's great. So here she is, right? They're going to sit down and he is going to eviscerate the notion that we have an independent, fair and or balanced objective media. Because what you get is anything but. It is all premeditated, precalculated questions to get aha, gotcha answers from Donald Trump. And he falls for none of it. So we've got a little teaser. Well, this is, this is Kristen Welker after the fact, sitting down with the panel, talking about how she got so much backlash. People were saying, why would you even give him any oxygen? And her defending her position. Why did she sit down with Donald Trump? Because he is the clip. Everybody wants to hear from the next president of the United States, including a young hack reporter who's desperate to put her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Go. We have gotten criticism for just sitting down with former President Trump. He is the former president. He's facing four indictments as journalists. Just Mm -hmm. set the scene, the backdrop, why there is still news value yeah. and value for the public to hear from him. Well, this is a huge challenge for American journalism, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. right? It cannot be that a person can run for president of the United States, be a front runner in his party and possibly win without ever being challenged by a tough independent interviewer. And that's, I think, an important part of our system. Now, it obviously is a challenge for us because he is just going to spout out one thing after another and fact-checking in real time is a real hard thing. But what you've done here is edit it and make sure people understand what he's, what's real and what's not. Independent interviewer. That dude who was just talking, his name's Peter Baker. He's the chief White House reporter for the New York Times and MSNBC, who, by the way, just published a book called The Divider, Trump in the White House. These are the people they've selected to tell you the news. These are the hacks who claim to be objective and fair, who go with a predetermined outcome. As a former journalist of 20 odd years, I can tell you, you don't sit down in an interview expecting to know what's going to come of it if you're going to actually be fair and balanced and objective and real. We've got the interview for you, ladies and gentlemen. The parts that they left out, we resurrected so you could see what Kristen Welker didn't want you to. And it is next, hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 